What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Stella Ray Herself podcast. This is the last episode of 2022, so thank you guys so much for tuning in and for an amazing year. I love this time of year. I've talked with you guys before about how it's such an amazing time of year, obviously, to set goals, but also to reflect on this past year. And it's times like this that make me so glad I journal and that also inspire me to journal more. Because it's crazy how much you can forget, you know, how many details you can forget about the year. And something else I did this year that I'm really glad I did is I got this astrology planner that's a little more for, you know, staying in tune with the seasons and the astrological seasons. So I use the astrology planner to write down basically everything I did each week. If I saw someone, if I met somebody, if I tried a new restaurant or coffee shop, if any like major tea happened, I would write it down. And I did that throughout the whole year. So now I can look back at 2022 in such detail compared to past years. And obviously journaling helps so much with that as well. But sometimes you even forget like when something happened, when you met somebody, when you did this or what the name of that restaurant was. It's really cool for me to finally now at the end of the year be able to look back on all these different things I did this year and when specifically I did them. So I guess my point in sharing that is don't overlook the reflecting part of the New Year's vibes. You know, I feel like in our society, we're very much, oh, the holidays are over. It's like back to work. What are my goals? Like, what do I want to accomplish this year? Doing, doing, doing. So even if you didn't journal at all this year, now would be a great time to start. Write down what the best moments of this year were. Write down what the worst moments were, something you learned, lessons you learned, the times you felt most yourself and in the zone. I think it's so funny, you know, those memes about 2016. I feel like as a society at large, we all kind of romanticized 2016 and I don't know why 2016 was such a cultural moment. It was definitely the turning point but it was such an iconic year and time. Personally it was iconic. You guys know that was like the peak of the vegan days, the year I graduated high school, like controlla one dance vibes. I definitely don't romanticize that year because now looking back with what I know and just growing older like I, I see the dysfunction that happened that year and I would not want to go back. I didn't know anything. I was 17. Like, no. And everything after that has kind of been like its own separate package, you know? I feel like there was 2012 to 2015. That was its own era. Like, I think of like a Tumblr kind of era. Then there was 2016 as its own year. And then there was like 2017 to honestly before the pandemic, but we're just going to include the pandemic in that. And let me know if you guys relate, but I just feel like 2022 was such a end of an era. Obviously, you guys know I moved out of LA. But I feel like that came after or as a result of this feeling of like, oh, it's time to move on. It's time for something new. So let me know if you feel the same. Maybe you don't, but I just feel like it was the end of so many things. So it's not that it was a bad year for me. It's not like it was, you know, the greatest year ever. And I'm sure it's a result of, you know, the pandemic being kind of over and that feeling of time wasted in lockdown, even though it was necessary. Like I would go back into lockdown if, you know, we had to, but just that feeling of like, wanting to make the most of life, wanting to travel, wanting to like do things, my prefrontal cortex developing. Let me know if you feel the same. I think one of my major lessons this year, so let me know what yours is or if you relate to this, was this is going to sound so cliche and like, okay, yeah, we get it. We've heard this a million times, but just the feeling of really doing things for yourself. So I think the biggest example for me this year for that was my birthday. Birthdays can be a time of, you know, tea, anxiety, you know, trying to get different friends together for something, or maybe you have certain expectations and they don't really come through. I feel like if you don't have really strong friendships, those friendships can kind of expose themselves during a birthday, you know? And I feel like that's happened in years past. I feel like every birthday, not that it's been so, 
you know, terrible or that I would even say like, oh, I don't like birthdays. I don't like celebrating my birthday. But it's just always been kind of like whatever. And I feel like a lot of that for me was just about trying to appease to other people and trying to plan something that I think other people would like. I also feel like some years there was like a guy I was talking to that, you know, wasn't really my boyfriend, but we were kind of talking and then they would just like disappoint me on my birthday or something. And this was the first year I truly like 100% took matters into my own hands. I planned what I wanted to do. I invited girlies that I wanted to see and it was pretty much amazing. And I planned like a whole weekend of, just, you know, different stuff with different friends. Like me and Sonia had our own day. And then, you know, we had like our group thing. And it was just so amazing to, at the end of that weekend, feel like, oh my gosh, this went so well. I don't regret anything. You know, I don't regret like inviting this person or like, oh, trying to like make it so, you know, wishing that this guy would act right or something. And so that was just a really huge milestone for me in, you know, my journey of personal growth, putting myself first, setting boundaries, and I don't know, people pleasing, you know, all the things I talk about on this podcast that I'm sure are so relatable to so many people, especially other women. And I feel like that was just a really huge example of my growth in that regard. And I feel like a lot of this year was like that. I don't know if you guys remember me talking about it in a podcast episode, but that concept of like, just leave. If you're not having a good time, whether it be at a party, on a date, in a relationship, in a friendship, just leave. And yeah, that's not to say, you know, in a relationship or something, that's not to say I'm saying, oh, just cut someone off, ghost somebody. I mean, maybe if, you know, it, they deserve it, but... <laughs> or if you don't like your current situation, change it, you know? And I just feel like there was a lot of examples this... Not like so many, but there was definitely a few examples this year where I practiced that. I was at the club. I was not having a good time. So I just left. You know, you don't have to like wait around like, oh, well, my friends are having a good time. Like I, I need to stay there for my friends or... I just want to see what happens or like, oh, what if this happens? It's like, I'm going to do what I want to do. So I'm really proud of myself. Again, let me know if you relate to any of that or if that's also stuff that you have worked on, are working on. But yeah, I feel like this year was almost like, I don't want to say the final test because a lot of these things are always going to, you know, we're always going to be faced with them. But I do feel like it was a certain like turning point and like, okay, like I'm starting to really, you know, the proof is like in the pudding. The proof is in how my life is unfolding and the experiences I had this year. So something I've been doing, and we're gonna get into talking about habits and whatnot after this, but something I've really been practicing recently as we come to the end of the year and, you know, as I'm personally like back home, kind of in grind mode, let me know if you're kind of in the same boat, um, but envisioning where I want myself to be summer 2023. The feelings I want to experience, the vibes, you know, and y'all know how I feel about the law of attraction. I feel like sometimes, especially with certain creators, it can be so like toxic positivity, culty almost, like very much like by my course. And it's like, you literally have no credential. Who are you? But as far as just wanting to feel good, <laughs> no shade, no tea, but just saying, but as far as just wanting to like feel good, live the life that you want, which is not, you know, a perfect life, but it's a life where we can enjoy ourselves, you know, a balanced life. I think a lot of that is in the feeling. So, you know, we can have these materialistic goals or even like business goals, like, oh, I want to do this and that, and that's all great and dandy. I think there is a lot of truth to be said and a lot of benefit to focusing on the feeling you want to have after achieving a goal, because otherwise you're just stuck in this constant, rat race or like cycle of always wanting the next best thing and to an extent you know that's necessary in the world we live in and it's healthy you know it's great to have goals and to be ambitious but I think such a huge part of that is enjoying 
the progress you've made and the goals that you've achieved and like the journey, you know? And I think that can help so much with materialism and consumerism and especially in our society. I feel like especially with TikTok, I'm sure you guys have seen the videos discussing, you know, how fast-paced everything is with social media, like fast fashion and trends and just how so many things like they're, they come and then they go, you know what I mean? So focusing on the feeling you wanna have, that could be different for different goals, but I feel like most of us in general want to feel happy, satisfied, worthy, like we belong, seen for who we are. And something that is really helpful with this is just knowing your values. Last New Year's, my mom was watching is it a Netflix special? I don't know what network or app it's on, but it was one of Brene Brown's specials. And she talked a lot about values and the importance of values and how they can really help guide you, you know, especially when you have to make certain decisions, difficult decisions. And I don't know, if something's bothering you, you can more clearly identify what is bothering you when you know your specific values. So you can look it up, Brene Brown list of values, and there's a ton of different words. So choosing the three that mean the most to you. One of my values is courage because as someone who has anxiety and, you know, grew up people pleasing and that just kind of being the norm, really afraid to speak up for myself. I feel like it takes and it has taken a lot of courage to undo that and to practice putting myself first and speaking up. And again, just with anxiety, you know, it can be so hard even day-to-day -day tasks sometimes when you have really bad anxiety or you're going through it. And so having the courage to face that and to try to overcome it and to overcome it. I feel like it takes a lot of courage to be honest and to do the right thing. And I think a really <laughs> classic everyday example of that in relationships can be if a friend asks you to do something and you don't wanna do it. It takes a lot of courage to be honest, um, or if you have like beef with a friend, I feel like friendships can be one of the hardest places to practice like courage because those are relationships we really value. You know, it's easy. I mean, I'm sure if you're in like an actual relationship, sure, add that as well. If you're single, if you're dating, you know, it's so much easier to be honest with someone like, hey, I don't think we're a good fit, like on to the next. But in a friendship, it can feel embarrassing even. So anyway, just knowing your values and really adhering to those is also a great thing that's really helped me this year. And yeah, I would recommend that you look that up if you don't know yours, because it can help, again, it can help guide you in so many different situations. So anyway, imagining where you want yourself to be in summer 2023, how do I want to feel then? You know, how do I want to look back on these next six months? And what can I do today that will get me a step closer to there. In Charles Duhigg's book, The Power of Habit, he says there are the three R's of a habit, reminder, routine, and reward. So for example, if you get a phone call, the phone ringing is the reminder, the routine is that you answer, and the reward is you find out who's calling. To break a bad habit, you have to identify reminders or the cues. So let's say you wanna start going to bed earlier. Your goal of the year is to get a full eight hours of sleep pretty much every night. So at the end of the day, you're exhausted, been around people all day, you just wanna unwind, have some time to yourself. So the reminder is like, oh, you feel tired and drained. Maybe you watch some TV. And the reward is, yeah, you get time to yourself, but then you end up staying up way later so instead if you feel tired and drained it's like do something that's 
actually going to replenish you, or rest you, or maybe even energize you. You know, sometimes you feel drained, but what you really need is like a, a quick brisk walk or something, or like some yoga. You need to schedule more time for yourself throughout the day or the week to really recharge and maybe do something creative or do something that is just going to make you feel like your best self. I will link the article that talks more about this system, you know, in detail if you want to learn more about that. But I think what it really comes down to is mindfulness and paying attention to your current habits and getting curious, you know, why do I do the things that I do? What are my coping mechanisms? You know, if I'm tired, if I'm stressed, what do I go towards? Do I go towards watching too much TV? drinking, staying up too late, and again, just being curious, you know, without judgment and hopefully without shame. The only way to be better or to get through something is through it. You can't heal yourself if you don't get to the root of like what is wrong. In this article, they also said that good reminders don't rely on motivation and they recommend the reminders be action-based, hopefully, of things you already do. So an example they gave was like, oh, every time I'm at a red light, I'm going to take a moment to express gratitude. They also talked about habit stacking. This kind of seemed a bit much to me. I'm sure it depends on the vibe, but there's also, you know, mindfulness and the whole concept of, you know, humans can't actually multitask. Like your brain literally cannot fully concentrate on two plus things at once. So that was something like, oh, do squats as you brush your teeth. It's like, that's not gonna really do anything. Like, no offense. Get up a little earlier so you can like actually go to the gym and get a real workout or like do an at-home workout or something, you know? So anyway, let me know if you have experience with habit stacking and if I'm missing something. But the examples they gave were not good. I'm sorry. The median time to start a new habit is 66 days. So I originally thought it was like 20 something, but apparently it's 66. And that honestly makes more sense. The overall theme of the article was to start small. The feeling of motivation can really trick us that we can get all of these huge things done. Oh my God, I'm going to transform my life. You've seen the memes. Me at 2am when I'm planning my dream life and oh my God, all of a sudden I want to clean my room and like move to a new city and dye my hair and like do all these things. It's like, bro, it's a temporary fleeting feeling. Yeah, it's a fun feeling. You can use that feeling to your advantage if you have to get something done or clean your room or something. But ultimately that's not going to sustain you. So if you're relying on that for all of your motivation, like if you want to start going to the gym, if you want to start journaling every day, if you want to start, I don't know, saving money towards a goal or whatever, that's not gonna get you there. And then Syat Fitness, love his tweets. He has a lot of tweets about fitness. It's always really good advice and I feel like a lot of it can be applied to like life as well. But he said it goes action results, motivation action. Motivation doesn't come first. You know, we have to start with action and then once we see some results, we'll be motivated to go and get more results or even bigger results. And he said each small action leads to more small results. So again, it's about like baby steps. You're not gonna lose like 1,000 pounds in a week, you know? You're not gonna gain 1,000 pounds in a week. You're not gonna save one bajillion million dollars in a day. You're not gonna completely heal your anxiety and or depression in a day, you know? Things are really a journey. And I think also you just have to really find what works for you. For some people, you know, having a big wall calendar or a, even a small one, but having a calendar where they can physically like highlight in days where they didn't spend any money or where they did work out, you know, that really works for some people. For other people, like a chart might work, <laughs> a spreadsheet. There's so many different apps for productivity and, you know, goal setting. And I think the bottom line is stop waiting to get motivated. Y'all know I've talked about the force yourself method. You really just have to force yourself sometimes. And this little chart, the action results, 
motivation results that kind of proves it you know you have to force yourself sometimes to start you know people ask me sometimes how do I stay motivated to go to the gym like I don't need motivation at this point because it's just such an everyday part of my routine and of my life you know like once something is a habit you don't need the motivation to follow through with it and I think also just especially recently side note but you know since I've been going to a real gym again not just my apartment gym a full gym so many different pieces of equipment etc full weights I'm starting to see some really good results already and so that kind of motivates me to keep going but again it's like in the I already have results and it's already a habit. It's already part of my life. So these results are just making me want to do it even more on top of that. So yeah, I think that's a really important reminder because again, motivation can be such a fun feeling. It can be so inspiring and like, oh my God, yes, like positive and optimistic and like, wow, we're going to get so much done. That only lasts for, you know, I don't know, an hour. If you rely on that, you're going to find yourself not wanting to do anything most of the time. I think what also really helps me is finding out what times of day work best for me to do certain tasks. I've told you guys this before, probably in vlogs, but I find that first thing in the morning, you know, after I kind of wake up, drink a water, like do that kind of stuff, I feel really productive at that time of day. So that's the time of day I like to sit down. I like to, you know, if I have a podcast to edit or a lot of videos to edit, a lot of emails, whatever, like I like to do that first thing. It's just a good time for me to do it. It's going to feel easy to do it. If let's say I wanted to like sleep in in the morning, but still get to the gym by like whatever time. And I didn't have that time in the morning to, you know, do work on my computer. If I tried to do it after the gym, it's just always so much more difficult to do. It just feels so much more hard. It's harder to focus. I always feel like tired. For some people, getting up and going to the gym first thing is the best thing for them because that's when it's easy. It starts their day off. You know, that's when it's just going to feel right. Some people really like going to the gym late at night. You know, it's like the last thing they do. It ends their day. You know, maybe there's less people in the gym, so it feels a little safer to go, you know, if it's a new thing for you. So you just really have to find what works for you and it's like force yourself yeah but also like force yourself when it feels like at the time it feels right in your day like not like oh the time it feels right like in vibes but like literally what time of day is this going to be the easiest if you have a full-time job or you're a full-time student obviously you're gonna have a little less flexibility when it comes to that but just asking yourself like somewhat like okay what what is gonna work for me so those are my thoughts uh let me know your New Year's resolutions, your goals. One of my main goals this year that I shared with you guys was to read at least 12 books. And I set my goal on Goodreads. I finally started using Goodreads regularly again this year. And bitch, I read 30 books. And also thank you so much to everyone that recommended the book Bittersweet when I was talking about nostalgia a couple weeks ago. A few of you recommended that book, so I'm gonna read that. Hopefully it'll be my first book of 2023. I don't know if I should do more than 12 books this year. I feel like 12 is like a good goal. You know, that's like easy. You know, even if you're really busy, you have so much going on, like at least do one book a month. I'll probably just set it at 12 again. And if I surprise myself, I will. I'm sure you guys have seen the TikToks um, where the girl is like, oh, when his new, I forget how they phrase them, but it's basically like when he'll never experience a girl that wears Lululemon and gets her nails done once a week and has Olaplex and basically all this like materialistic stuff. I feel like I've been using that word a lot, but it just really applies. And it's just so pick me, really just conforming to like patriarchal beauty standards and consumerism. When he likes me better than you because I'm, I fit more into societal beauty standards and I'm richer than you and I 
consume more products than you. I feel like they could low-key be a little classist too, you know? Like not everyone's gonna be able to afford all of these different products and like a blowout every week, getting their nails done every two weeks, bitch, I would never. I just wanna really let you guys know and ingrain in your minds that saving money on non-essentials, when especially when you have goals, is so important and should not be something that you are ashamed of. It's so easy, again, as I was talking about earlier, to get stuck in this consumerist cycle where there's always a you know, the next best trend, the next best product, the next best, you know, thing you have to do, hairstyle you have to try, like as in like, oh, going and getting whatever done. Especially as a woman, you know, there's so many different products targeted towards women and different things. Eyelash extensions, filler, microblading, getting my week, my <laughs> monthly facial. Oh my God, self-care. And I feel like especially in the influencer space, you know, a lot of it is marketing and, you know, I'm a part of that too, but I just want to really let you guys know it's okay and you should be saving money on non-essentials especially because bro it's like a recession basically or it's about to be i don't it's a question mark hasn't it been like was it ever not a recession honestly and don't let these dusty pick me i guess they're not dusty but <laughs> dusty and vibes pick me ass girls bully you if you can't afford something or you have goals you're working on that you would rather be saving your money towards or you just have other shit to worry about. Something that I know it's been talked about before, I've probably talked about it as well. I do appreciate the, I mean, people will say like, oh, Gen Z, but I feel like just kind of this overall trend of being a little more real on social media. And it's funny because when I was looking at old podcast episodes, that was actually one of the first topics I talked about this year was the concept of, oh, make Instagram real again. Just the vibe of, you know, less edited photos and, you know, think of the King Kylie era. Oh my God, I just want to flaunt all my wealth and like, you know, all we do is take IG pics and edit them. Not that people don't still do that, but the vibe is more real. You know, we want our photo dumps with the super zoomed in pics. You unedited, like stop using face app. It's so ugly. People love face app. Please stop. It's so obvious. Like it's so obvious. Anyway, so there is this kind of vibe, you know, the clean girl aesthetic, like a little more minimalistic, a little more, you know, I feel like a lot of do it yourself things are more trendy because of TikTok, you know, people teaching people how to do their own blowouts, their own nails, their own pedicures, how to do, you know, facial things at home, you know, like dermaplaning and girls learning how to do their own eyelash extensions. You know, that's so cool. And I just feel like that's a lot more important. You know, we don't have to not be chic, but if you're balling on a budget, if you're bougie on a budget or you just have certain shit to work towards, you can do a lot of shit yourself, you know? Like literally just my nails alone used to be one, $200 a month, you know, including feet and stuff. And so I've been saving so much money. You know, the last few months, the last half of 2022, I really just started getting gel manicures because I knew that I was gonna have to leave my nail tech and like whatever. I just wanted to kind of ease my way out of it. But now that I've just been doing my own nails, like that saves you so much money. I never knew press-ons were so lit. The Kiss, not spots, but the Kiss acrylic like line of press-ons, they last, bro. They really like, they don't lift. Your hair doesn't get stuck under them. Literally best press-ons I've ever used. And they just look really nice. They're easy to do. And it's relaxing for me to do so much better than going to a nail salon and having anxiety and sweating and they're like, why are you sweating? And you're like, I don't know. And then paying like 100 plus dollars, you know? So anyway, learn how to DIY. And there's nothing wrong with treating yourself, you know, but be realistic. And I just feel like there's so many messages, you know, like almost casual messages. Like obviously there's society, <laughs> what society tells us. But then there's like, oh, tweets from like that, that girl underscore XO 
we're like in 2023 the vibe is blowouts trips there'll be like blowouts trips fresh nails my own apartment taking trips every month stacking money and saving money and it's like where are you getting this from like for the average person that's not <laughs> realistic so just blocking that shit out because it's just so much bullshit and also people just lie a lot it's like don't compare yourself to other people in that way like oh well i want to be like chic i want to get a blowout every day <laughs> i don't know why i keep using that as an example but it's just one of those like unnecessary things that are like oh my god so chic i need my blowout and it's like if you're trying to stack money and like if you have goals don't do that shit like i don't know even if like you don't have goals like it's like why don't you have goals why aren't you saving to like buy property or something? Again, not trying to be like a Debbie Downer or like, oh, you can't enjoy your life. But like some things you just really don't need to like spend that much money on all the time. And learning how to do it yourself is fun. I did my French pedicure and I did such a good job. Like it looks 10 out of 10. I was like, why wasn't I doing this the whole time? Especially your feet. It's so easy. You don't have to use your, you know, other hand. <laughs> anyway, so just a few thoughts on that. But yeah, it's just really easy to get sucked into, you know, oh my God, I always need the next best thing. I always need to like stay on top of trends and stuff. And that's why I really like the like clean girl aesthetic, not to be annoying, but I love just like the minimalistic, not that much makeup, simple hair, clean nails, you know, neutrals. This isn't really neutral, but you know what I mean? It's affordable. It's always going to be chic and I'm not saying everyone has to do that but you know just the vibe in general of saving money like stop letting these bratty little girls online like bully you so anyway let me know your thoughts on that but I also just really wanted to thank you guys for a great year of podcasts I counted and I if I'm not mistaken I did 51 podcasts this year which is only skipping what one week so I really uploaded every single week this year I feel like my quality has just gotten so much better I've really grown my podcast this year and I'm hoping 2023 will be even better because I'm starting on this foundation of already, you know, being a little better. I love connecting with you guys and talking about, you know, things that we all go through. So thank you so much to everyone that's listened this year, everyone that had me in their Spotify wrapped, everyone that's in the Discord, everyone that followed the Celebrate Podcast IG and TikTok. I just really appreciate it so much and it's just so exciting to continually grow this you know little thing and have it just be better and better so let me know what your goals are for 2023 don't forget to join the discord tweet me a screenshot or ig story me a screenshot tag at celebrate at celebrate podcast so i can repost and i will see you guys in 2023 love you so much bye everyone